and support begins in three, two, one. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nurture and Support. This is episode 162, take two. I am Mel at Karmic9. And as as in take one, this is Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-O on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Mike at Official Pagan on everything. Thank you guys for having me back again and again. <laughs> that was so much more sincere than the first time <laughs> well i am so i am really excited that nurture and support's coming back because as we covered the first time around i'm a hardcore supporter which is what us nurture and support fans call ourselves in fact i was a day one supporter so it was really exciting to be to be the guest on the comeback special after you guys took a couple weeks off um, so it's it's equally exciting for take two to still be invited back. So I didn't screw it up that bad that you guys are having me back. No, as usual, you, I'm screwing it up <laughs> with my lovely internet situation. So for all of you listening out there who don't get the take two reference, it's that we've already tried to record this episode once and my internet did not work out and it was unusable. So the guys have had to come back and we are giving it another try. And what's extra frustrating about this is that we have chronicled in past Nurture and Supports Mel's internet challenges and that she's in this kind of demilitarized internet zone in between business and residential and and they, they don't seem to be able to get her good quality service. But fairly recently, she saw a fiber optic cable being run down the road and actually right in front of her house, but she's not able to tap into it yet. Is that pretty much the case, Mel? Yeah, yeah. I I was all excited when they were laying a fiber optic cable down my road, my little dead end road in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I emailed Kelly all excited. Hey, dude, I'm getting fiber optic. Only I can't find anybody to take my money or admit that there's fiber optic cable underground right outside my house so um, i've often had trouble going into underground situations getting people to take my money for what i want i am not surprised (laughs) Ah. yeah when it didn't dawn on me first first take uh where my suggestion was mel should just start to tear up the cable and eventually find out where it where it emanates from but it, it is fiber optic so you should be able to take out the end and just look down it and you yeah. should be able to, you should be able to see where where it ends. So you I, might I want to should be able that. to use like the light on my camera and light that puppy up, right? I think Isn't so. That what that means? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'll try that. I'll get the tractor and uh, dig up a section of cable and get to work on that. I, I think if you dug up a section of cable and I don't know, cut it, you, you might find out who owns it. <laughs> I bet I would. I bet I would then. <laughs> they probably still wouldn't take my money though. Yeah. So, so, ma- so maybe someday uh, Mel gets back until then she's got to use her line of sight tower on the top of her house and they're building things around the block, her line of sight. So that's not good, but uh, we'll, uh, yeah. we, we will soldier on and find different ways to connect and do more nurturing yeah. sports. Yeah. We're, we're working on it folks. And thank you for hanging in there through our ongoing saga of Mel's no internet situation. 
So well, thank um, you guys for having me because I feel like you're speaking directly to me as a nurture and support fan. Oh. So I understand. And thank you guys. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Mike, I, I can't tell you how touched I am that you feel Mel and I are talking directly to you on this podcast <laughs> that we're talking directly to you on. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, I can't even have a heartfelt moment with you, Kelly. Sorry. Happy holidays, folks. I, Such I, a I w- dark and cynical man. I would have thought you guys would have bonded better while I was away. Yeah. You know. Too much togetherness. Is that is that the problem? Okay. So my recommendation this episode, hopefully all of you will get to hear this one, is a YouTube channel that I've been following for a while that I really enjoy in our dark and troubling times. This is a nice positive place to be. It is a crafting channel. As I've talked about in the past, I I like to craft and I'm not really certain exactly how I came across this channel, but it is called the Craftsman Steady Crafting and Craftsman is C-R-A-F-S-M-A-N, all one word. There's no T in there. And this guy is is he's just kind of amazing he is somewhere in mississippi but he keeps his identity a secret he wears gloves and when he does appear on screen it's as a puppet that he has made so it it's really kind of charming but he covers all sorts of different kind of crafting from mold making which is something we've all talked about before metal crafting he does a bit of that He's done some metal etching ones. And just very recently, this week, you might like this one, Kelly, he did some metal casting by making a mold and melting a a, a brick of pewter down and pouring it into this mold. And he made a cute little figurine. I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the old Captain Crunch commercials, do y'all remember that Captain Crunch had an arch nemesis in those commercials? No, no, No. I I remembered it after he was talking about this. The character was called Sogmaster, S-O-G-M-A-S-T-E-R, you know, like he made the serial Soggy and he was the nemesis of uh, Captain Crunch. Anyway, apparently at some point they gave away little figurines of this guy in the serial and this uh, the, the craftsman likes little action figures. And so he's got tons of them and he frequently uses them to demonstrate making molds. He made a mold of this guy out of um, a high temp silicone and then melted pewter down and cast it in metal. And it came out amazing. So we know that Kelly has a foundry that he likes to play with. And I thought he might be interested in that video. Definitely. And I'm vaguely starting to recall Zogmaster. Um, yeah, if you watch the video and you see the little action figure or, you know, the power of Google will show it to you. Um, it, it starts it starts coming back a little bit. So but um, but anyway, this guy is really pretty amazing. Um, he's one of the only YouTube channels because I'm one of those terrible people that does read the comments. There are really not negative comments on his videos. He's very positive. His voice, a lot of people come and watch his videos because they just like his voice, not that they have any particular need to do the crafts that he's doing. It's very ASMR, according to a lot of the people in the comments. 
I just really enjoy his videos because they're so positive and they're just done in a really neat way. You can tell he puts a lot of work into them and he edits them um, and he comes across, you know, in the videos he tries to come across as he's just kind of this uh, southern redneck. And you can tell from just how well he he does these videos that he's he's not just some some redneck in the wild somewhere just doing some of this stuff. So it's neat. I, I like the uh, the charm of him being anonymous um, with what he's doing. And so it's a fun channel that's positive. It's a good place to, to be, even if you don't really want to go cast metal. But it's neat. He also has a very interesting uh, video about some nuclear bomb testing that the U.S. did in the Tatum salt mines in Mississippi. Uh, I think it was before he was born, but he did a nice little video about that. And I didn't even know that ever happened. So it's informative too. So that channel is The Craftsman, Steady Crafting on YouTube. See, I almost can't watch stuff like that because I am not a craft oriented person. I would like to be, but I just don't have that skill set. Like whenever I go... <clears throat> to any like the art supply stores or anything around here i see all of these things and i'm like i could do that or <laughs> get these ideas for projects that's i'm my own worst enemy in everything in the sense that when i see something i convince myself that i'm capable of doing that sometimes that's bad like earlier this year we went to canada and i was hanging over the rail on the canadian side of niagara falls to get a picture and <clears throat> a security guard came up to me i assumed to like scold me or make sure I wasn't committing suicide. Instead, he just told me that would make a really cool picture. Um, but he was telling me about people jumping off of the falls and stuff and standing over the hanging over the edge of it. I was like, I could do that. So I, I, get, <laughs> I get my like in my head, I was like, I would survive. Like I could I could jump off. I would be fine. Now, that's based on nothing. And sometimes I'm right. <laughs> like in my head at one day out of nowhere, I was like, I'd be really good at making pizza from scratch, and I am, but I used to be, for anyone who doesn't know, there was a period of time as a, like a second part-time job. I was a baker, so I, I actually know how to bake. I was a professional baker. I was trained to do that, so like baking things and, and cooking and stuff like that it is in my wheelhouse of things that I can do, but mm -hmm. I, in my head, can do anything, so when I go through like a an art supply store, even though I'm there for like one specific thing, everything I walk by, I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. I can't though. But so when I see stuff like it, it fast, the only things that interest me or fascinate me are things I can't do. So I'm always super interested when you post anything, Mel, or when Kelly posts stuff, especially Kelly with his, uh, his Kylo Ren cosplay stuff and all that. That's super mm -hmm. fascinating to me, all that stuff, because I can't do that. So it's super, super interesting to me. And um, I know we talked about this on take one, so I'm sorry. But uh, the ASMR thing that you brought up, that that's something that I've only kind of recently come across and learned a little bit about. And I do find a lot of those videos sort of, I don't get the effect, at least not completely, that people talk about from it. But I find a lot of those videos really fascinating. Do you watch a lot of that stuff? Um, when I came across his and saw so many people saying that. I, I did look at some others. Frankly, I found some of the other that were labeled that way, which it's YouTube. I, I am going to assume that many of them are not really <laughs> legit ASMR. Maybe they are for somebody, but they're not for me. So I've seen a few that I liked. I don't 
I don't think I ever quite got that effect either of what they're talking about from any of those videos. But like we, we said last time, I think that's why I like some of the cello music that I like. I think it causes that effect in my brain that people are talking about. So uh, I think that's my obsession with cellos, if any of you wanted an explanation of that. But yeah, yeah. See that I, that makes complete sense to me because that's the way that like what they describe is the way I feel like with certain you know whether it's mm-hmm. reading certain books or or looking at certain artwork or listening to certain music. I definitely get that from things, just not yeah. the stuff that is is particularly labeled ASMR. But a lot of it is really interesting. Yeah, it, it's an it it's an interesting concept that I, I wasn't aware of before the whole ASMR. Um, acronym came out and people started talking about it more it makes sense when you learn a little about it Um, but yeah I I, it's been hit or miss for me on YouTube videos of that this guy he he just uh, he's got a nice voice that I can see where people do that it's very soothing and he doesn't get he, he you can tell he's excited about what he's doing but it's in a very calm soothing way it's it's weird but um they're just fun videos and uh, i think i think y'all will like his personality if you watch a few of them and a whole lot of people in the comments have no intention of ever trying to do any of the things he's talking about or showing them how to do which as somebody who watches way more craft videos than i should and have far too many hobbies than any one person ever should have uh, he's right on on all of the videos that he does. They may not be as in-depth or, you know, pro level, but he's giving good information in all of the the crafting videos that he's done. I, I haven't come across anything that I would say that, yeah, I know how to do that and that's not right. So he gives good info and it's yeah, pretty so accessible. So a couple notes of uh, contrast between take one and take two of this episode that are relevant to only three people, <laughs> three of us, but, <laughs> but I still, still think to bring up uh, Mike with great pride uh, announced at the beginning of his recommendation, which will be coming up after mine here shortly, how he had shown restraint and personal growth. Uh, and there were many comments made earlier and he chose not to do some things. So I, I exercised great caution when we talked about Mel's fiber optic to not talk about laying cable or these types of things, things that could potentially be. Mel and triggered. I came here to bring, to deliver a wholesome family experience to the supporters. And Kelly has to mess it all up with his filthy mind. Yes. But, but Mel undid all of our good work by the introduction of Sogmaster, I believe. So, oh, I know. So, I knew. Not to make a comment about that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, see, I, and I, I knew and I that was like, going to ah. be iffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew, I knew I was walking into that, but everybody knows that I'm a bumbling fool and I walk into those yeah. things frequently. No. That's why I'm here. Once again, though, it's not me making, it's not me pointing this out. I just, <laughs> I'm the innocent victim and yeah. I feel like oftentimes I'm miscast as the troublemaker. Yeah. So if you go if you go back twenty seconds in this podcast, you hear Mike say, "It was so hard for me not to say something." So, so Mr. Yeah. Innocent can just park it. But uh, the other thing is, as as the elder statesman statesman of um, nurture and support, uh, I just we had we were recording this one with our cameras off. We recorded the last one with our cameras off, but I was nodding politely as Mike and Mel talked about ASMR, uh, not knowing 
what it was. And so I used the Google uh, after the, because I said, I, sh I probably should know this. Seems like the kids know about it. Uh, I did a couple searches. Um, I still don't know what ASMR is. So could you give me a couple minutes on that? <laughs> well, actually, I have a question for you, Kelly. It's not ASMR related, but it, it's sprung out of uh, Mel's recommendation. Kelly, if you were going to do nuclear testing somewhere, <laughs> where would you do it? I would almost do it in, in what's it called? Tatum Caverns? Tatum no? Salt Mines. Tatum Salt Mines. I That would be like my second choice because I would look super hard to find tater, tater salt mines is where I would do my nuclear testing. Probably also in Mississippi. Do you have a preferred location, Mike? So <clears throat> a younger me would have said New Jersey <laughs> just because I was never a fan of that place. But anyone who knows me personally knows that I now and for, for the past several years split my time between Philadelphia and New Jersey. So not there anymore. Um, I really have to think about it. I mean, and no offense to Mel, it would be somewhere in the South. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with that. There are large parts of the South that I'm not fond of either. We would move Mel first, obviously. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, Texas is a really big state and we have large swaths of unpopulated area with no internet. So, you know, if you don't have internet somewhere, does it really count? If right. nobody can get online and tweet that the they just had a nuke dropped on them, does it matter? So For when the record, were... yes, it does. <laughs> but... <laughs> just so it you probably know, matters. <laughs> yes. yes. When we um, went to Snarkstock last year, it was actually on our way back. Uh, Corey, Dawn, and Myrna and I were all in the same car. And the way back was, the trip home was significantly shorter than the excursion out there. Getting there took 17 hours, I believe. <clears throat> Coming back was a lean, like, 15. So on the way back, that we stopped to get gas somewhere along the way. And it was hot. It was summer. And I, I want to say this was North Carolina, maybe. We stopped in a gas station. The young lady behind the counter, and she was very young, uh, was wearing, she was dressed like it was the 80s and not in an ironic way. But was very covered up, like jeans, boots, uh, a flannel shirt, buttoned up, long sleeve, a vest on top of that, but like an 80s quilted vest. And again, not like a hipster throwback thing, like a, she genuinely has been wearing this for a while thing. Were there leg warmers? <clears throat> oh, I wish. Um, <laughs> so we get up to the counter and I, I want to say Corey and I were each getting a soda or something like that and paying for the gas, like something very, some simple transaction. And Corey was doing a step less than me. Like I was maybe getting a soda and paying for the gas. He was just getting a soda. So I let him go first. He's standing next to me. And as soon as I sit myself on the counter, she's like, you people ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> and I was like, no. And as I'm saying this, I hear Corey walk away. So <laughs> I, know that, I know that I'm about to hate Corey <laughs> because this is going to be a terrible exchange and it was uh at first it was fine it was it was a pleasant like she was asking where we were from what we were doing there and i thought that was going to be like you know does anybody know you're out here like will anybody be looking for you um but it wasn't like that not quite she's like do you have kids so i, I responded to her and we were talking and she's like i hope my kids and i die together you know while they're still young 
Okay. <laughs> and then proceeded to tell me her fantasy of them dying in a plane crash together so that she doesn't have to watch them grow up and they don't have to live past her and deal with the death of a parent. Oh. So maybe well, there. Maybe that's where <laughs> that, that gas station. That gas station seems yeah. like it needs to go. <laughs> yeah. And that, that young lady had a remarkably deep voice. <laughs> that was just did, that's actually, that's a pretty accurate impression. Right. <laughs> I'm not okay. really an impression person, but that's a really accurate impression. Yeah, I'm getting a very Cabin in the Woods vibe off that conversation. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. It's a good so, movie. Yes. So um, to to answer Kelly's question, ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And according hey, to Wikipedia, the technical definition is it's an experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. So I read that so that y'all wouldn't have to. So y'all can read into that whatever you want. Um, that's the technical Wikipedia definition of ASMR. Yeah, I read that. I didn't understand it. <laughs> I, okay. still, I still don't. It, so. it, ca- it causes an emotional response, Kelly. <laughs> Well, so does so does squat cobbler, you know. But it's okay. Think of the opposite response, squat cobbler, and maybe you'll get closer to ASMR. That helps. That helps a lot. Like a pleasurable tingling. Yes. (laughs) And I'm going to move in there. I had like five (laughs) things ready to go, but I I didn't. That's why I read the definition so that you would be free to go. Yeah, so anyway, anyway, we'll move on to my recommendations, which have not aged well. Uh, these have been, with, with Mel's internet issues, uh, we, we've Wait, eked not out... Wait, it's cold outside, is it? Nope, wouldn't. Boy, that seems to be a firestorm these days. <laughs> no, it's not that. Um, we managed to eke out a few uh, Westworld reviews, which at some point, Bill, we'll need to kind of wrap that season up. But... I need to complain about that real quick before you give your recommendation. So I'm behind on Westworld. So not only was I waiting for you guys to come back, I didn't get to listen to the last few episodes of Nurture and Support. I believe I pitched the idea to Kelly of you guys recording separate episodes just for me. I don't know if he floated that past you. No, we we have two episodes left in the season to get through. And um, on top of my internet issues, y'all, I didn't have a TV. (laughs) But I have hooked up the TV now. So. Man, you are really in the South. Okay, so also Dish had a problem with HBO. I think it might be fixed now, though y'all might know more than me. But but Dish and HBO had a had a little tiff again, and I'm a Dish subscriber, and so I I couldn't watch online because <laughs> HBO was mad at Dish. So. You know, I, I've never been like cable provider specific, but I'm homeless currently because I'm looking for a new house. And so I'm staying with a relative and they have Fios and man, do I love Comcast. Like I never realized how good Comcast was insanely expensive, but I never realized the quality of service, at least like there's a consistency to the service that I'm not getting right now. I wouldn't know about that. I don't get consistency of anything out here, not even trash pickup. So (laughs) anyway, what was your recommendation, Kelly? Uh, well, it's Fios, actually. <laughs> so I feel, feel a little bad about that at this point. But uh, because it had been a while, I had, I had set these aside, a couple couple of apps, because I wanted to save them for the next time Mel and I were doing nurture and support. And 
my recommendations are there are two online uh, real-time trivia apps out there. One's called Cash Show, and the other one's called HQ. And I was going to recommend both of those with a slight nod towards Cash Show, because for HQ, the only way you ever get any money is to get all the way through all the questions, where a Cash Show, earlier in the process, you can start to, to get a little bit of money. And so, as I mentioned in the previous show, I'm sitting on 80 cents large right now on Cash Show, nothing on right HQ. There. Yeah, I know. Just hate I just said there. I was homeless, and Kelly's like, I have an extra 80 cents that I can just blow on Coke and hookers. <laughs> and if there's a sale, I guess, but that would be a pretty deep discount, I would believe. A Groupon deal? Yeah, that's. I think that would be the key. Um, wow, I had a bunch of areas I wanted to go that I'm not going to go. Anyway, <laughs> these are both really cool apps. There is this kind of idea of community that you actually pull people together and the numbers you get uh for cash show uh used to be around 300,000 people would participate a night in the event so it's kind of cool thing and some of the initial questions are remarkably easy and you still see thousands of people dropping out on uh you know what does c-a-t spell and half the people can't can't do that so i don't know if they're bots or people that are just really um uh not too sharp but what has happened since I wanted to make these recommendations till now is Cash Show has stopped operations. <laughs> and so they're, they're no longer running shows. Uh, but they say, we're going to start again at the beginning of the year with a whole new Cash Show. Both of these apps feature um, highly energetic hipster-like hosts that kind of take you through the questions, big personalities. I find the Cash Show ones more palatable than, than the, uh, the HQ ones mostly because the HQ ones go on forever before you ever get to the first question. But um, those pieces there. So Cash Show, you can get to money earlier. I think it's a slightly better app, but no point in rushing out and downloading it until the beginning of the year when we'll see what the new Cash Show is about. HQ is a going concern, but it was super hot at the beginning of 2018. It was consistently in the top 10 apps on the, on the Apple Store uh, and was doing really well. And then over the past several months has begun a pretty precipitous drop in terms of the number of folks. There's still, I mean, you're still going to sometimes see a 500,000 to a million people kind of check into it, but the audience levels has dropped and their whole deal, because you can try and figure out, so how do they actually make money? Uh, they actually didn't plan to make money for a while until they could kind of consistently show, you know what, we can bring a thousand, or excuse me, we can bring a million people together every night at this time. Hey, advertiser, is that useful to you? <laughs> hey, person sponsoring a new movie coming out, is that useful for you? And so they could get, eventually their idea was to get this corporate sponsorship where different different folks would sponsor the show. The questions might be based about whatever the movie was or, or whatever. And so they're actually, they're funding this. It was a venture capital deal. They're really just running on that venture capital for right now with the idea of we'll build the sustainable audience and then we'll find the right ways to infuse advertising to that, to that audience. Um, but with the, the fairly recent uh, traffic drop, uh, HQ's been trying to figure out what they're going to do to kind of bring reengage the audience back in. This involved HQ was formed by the co-founders of Vine, who eventually sold Vine to Twitter. Uh, there was some interior politics, and Colin Kroll eventually ousted his his counterpart and became the CEO. And uh, between the last time we recorded this one and this time. 
Callan Kroll has now passed away. <laughs> so, um, he, uh, he, um, parent, uh, overdose, uh, yesterday, maybe, uh, to, uh, we'll get this out here, but recently passed, passed away. So we'll see what happens to the world of, of HQ on that. So, uh, my recommendation is Casho, an app you can download and not use right now. And HQ, which is also a cool app, which you can continue to use, but we're not sure what's going to happen to it. So over time, this has become an exceedingly less impressive recommendation. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> but I'm sticking. With, I'm still sticking with it. You can still do HQ, and it's it's fun. So yeah, and who knows what will happen to them? That's right. It'll all work out. It always does. Sure. So my comments and questions are going to seem even less sensitive this time around. <clears throat> Kelly. <laughs> uh well first off i was familiar with these apps uh hq in particular uh the people who travel tying it back to the beginning see i did that it's almost like i planned it but i didn't because i don't do any preparation <laughs> tying it back to the beginning of the show uh some of the people who joined us on our trip to canada where i believed that i could jump over niagara falls uh they introduced me to those apps so that was my first sort of idea that this this kind of thing existed. So speaking of winning money, I told you guys this story before. So pretend like you're hearing it fresh for the first time. It's just as funny and thrilling and exciting. But for the audience, it will be. Uh, so in an office where I used to work, they used to have an office pool to play the lottery. <clears throat> Everyone mostly, it was mostly people who were older than me who worked there. I don't want to say older people because I'm quite old. People who are even older than me. So basically dead. Slightly just slightly just slightly inched away from death um so it's mostly older people and they more would... more like more like my age but go ahead right. continue yeah. mike continue. They would, yeah they mike would... is the for the record mike is the youngest person here yeah. <laughs> so talk loud for mel and i continue <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm 36 years old so uh-huh you're still <sighs> the youngest person here <laughs> so disheartening i'm past <laughs> It's actually not that bad. I don't get that hung up on age because I'm past my scary age, which is 33, because that's when they got Jesus. So <laughs> I made it past there. Yeah. So finally, gonna... finally, the parallels were broken between Mike and Jesus. Right. Up until that was... point, everybody's like, uh. And we were worried. <laughs> like, they're twins. <laughs> Basically, you should have seen me when I had really long hair. It was kind of similar. I'm just saying. Um. <laughs> I didn't have the Irish accent that Jesus had, but <laughs> anyway, so yes, there, there, there was one guy who who's about my age, still slightly older than me, but about my age, uh, who would participate in this all the time. And I'm not a gambler. Um, I, I've spent a lot of time in, in casino resort type areas. I don't gamble, though. Give me the hookers, the coke, the alcohol, all that good stuff, the wholesome stuff. I stay away from the vices like gambling, though. Uh, so he never spoke about what he, he never joined in on these conversations, spoke about what he would do with the money if he were to win his portion of the, whatever giant jackpot was at that time. So one day I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, all these people say that, what would you do? And he's like, I would do heroin, the drug. <laughs> and, uh, I, I was a little taken back by that. That wasn't exactly the explanation I, I was expecting. So he explained that, you know, all of these people, have thrown their lives away on heroin it must be amazing so he's going to use a chunk of the money to develop like a really hardcore heroin addiction and then set aside the remainder so he can send himself to one of those resort rehabs to kick his habit afterwards and then go about living his life like normal so kelly 
if you were to win a significant amount of money beyond the 80 cents you already won, what would you do with the money? So I would cross my fingers and hope that that gas station in North Carolina that you talked about had some sort of loft apartment over the top of it. <laughs> I would rent that and I would spend hours upon hours researching horrific airlines, airlines with terrible safety records. And I would be buying that young uh, woman tickets for her and her family to fly on dangerous airlines so that she could achieve her dreams. That's what oh I would my do. God, look how dark you just made this show. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Mike, with the heroin story for taking us down a dark road. I, I thought the last time we did this was bad, but hey, <laughs> you guys just took it to a whole lower level. I know Kelly just one up to me. This is you're not going to take your shirt off, are you? Cameras are off. All all bets are. That's off. a Dylan reference for anyone who doesn't know. Our friend Dylan had me on a show of his, and I had a couple like really filthy things in mind that I was going to say, and. I thought shock him <laughs> and take the show in a dark, weird direction. And uh, yeah, I was pretty shell shocked with complete thousand yard stare by the, yeah, by the end of the episode, Dylan really showed me who was boss on the shock department. <laughs> so yeah. Dylan can yeah. bring it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I feel like that's where Kelly's headed. So that, that's what the shirt reference was. In addition to all the things that he said, Dylan also stripped during the performance. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe maybe Mel can do a little research and include a link to that particular video in our blog oh, post. Please do. Or at least just yeah. watch it for yourself. I I watched it. I watched it last time. Yes. It was a Twitter sensation. It's been it's what? A year? Is it or longer than a year? I I want to say it's been a little over a year because yeah. uh during that that trip to the previous Snark stock, uh we went with Dawn who is Dylan's wife for anyone listening who doesn't know. And uh I was sitting a little bit uncomfortably in the back because I didn't know whether or not she'd watched it. <laughs> so, and not because anything I, I did or said, just, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be caught in any sort of crossfire, but uh, <laughs> she, she told me that she was encouraged by all of our mutual friends in the snark Alec community to not watch it, which yeah. I think is probably the best choice right? for her. You guys should all watch it, but <laughs> for her, <laughs> Dawn is a very smart woman. Yes, she is. But uh, yeah, it, it, uh, Dylan was in a particularly chatty mood that evening. <laughs> so yeah. I had one thing and I was going in there with that one thing like it's going to kill. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing got me banned from YouTube for three months. So. <laughs> Again, it's it's not me. <laughs> no, that was you. <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> what was it again, Kelly? <laughs> um. Uh, it was your rec. No, I think we'd move on to your recommendation. I think it's I think it's time unless unless we want to find out what Mel would do with unlimited funds. I would love to, Mel. I think last time I agreed with the heroin addiction, but I don't know. I was in a bad place today. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm not sure I'd go the heroin route. Maybe. Hookers and coke I, party with me in Vegas. I maybe sure. See, so, so like hookers and coke with Mike heroin and hookers are coke with mel and i'm trying to help a woman achieve her dreams and i'm the dark one i don't think so okay where where you went wrong is that you said you were going to move to like a loft apartment above that gas station i mean that's what took it really dark kelly yeah, it's weird i mean that was weird <laughs> well it'd be handy i mean you know you go down and get a twizzler it'd be great <laughs> and yeah. that's not code mike you just need to <laughs> 
once again, I'm not saying any of this. (laughs) There was one time, like, this is all I'll take blame for. There was one time we recorded something, and it was 100% me, and only me. (laughs) It was completely my fault. It was the one that no one will ever hear, because YouTube, like, sees the file or whatever. (laughs) That was 100% me. It was Kelly's question. Kelly, we were recording a podcast with our friend Christian, and Kelly asked a question to pose a question to the two of us of what is the strangest first date you were ever on? Christian answered, Kelly answered, and then I gave mine. And right after I said it, I kind of realized it was bad. <laughs> and then <laughs> when, we, when we no longer had access to the file, <laughs> I really knew then that was 100% me. I take full responsibility for that one. Yeah, YouTube yeah. took it took it down, burned the servers, set the building on fire, the servers were in. It was... Yeah, it's probably why they're changing headquarters. Anyway. So Mel, what was your strangest first date? <laughs> yeah, I think we need to get Mike's recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna share mine. I'm not gonna make that mistake again. Yeah, that would be that would be good because we don't want it to do a take three. No. Yeah. No, we've had enough trouble getting this episode. We need to keep it. So it's all in your hands, Mike. Are we going to be able to keep this episode or not? What's your recommendation? Well, (laughs) my recommendation is a recent album release from the band Mayhem. They're a good, wholesome Christian folk act from the beautiful fjords of Norway. And uh, they have taken one of their most beloved and precious toe tappers, an album called Grand Declaration of War. They have completely remixed and remastered the album. The audio quality is not that there was anything wrong with it before, but there is a significant noticeable difference in the audio quality and particularly in the depth of the sound when you're listening to it. I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about using the term remastered on things. A lot of that goes back to specifically Led Zeppelin and Ozzy Osbourne records. Uh, So if there's any Led Zeppelin fans out there, when Led Zeppelin's albums were initially released on CD in their air quotes remastered formats, what the record label did to save money was actually rip audio files off of vinyl records and not even good quality vinyl records. There's like scratches and pops and things like that that are audible on the CDs. So no remastering whatsoever done to it. So most people, you know, Led Zeppelin fans because of that for a long time thought that the idea of remastering was just a lie. And then Ozzy Osbourne released quote, <laughs> remastered albums where they made significant changes to the albums and even replaced entire performances on them. So remastered projects kind of have uh, a bad reputation in certain circles. And I would say a lot of times it's unnecessary. It's just a cash grab. This is not one of those instances though. It really, even if you're not a big audiophile, if you don't have a big vast musical background, particularly in the smaller genre of Nordic Christian folk, uh, this is something that you can easily listen to and hear just with raw observation, the incredible difference in it. It's a very strong album to start with. And with this sonic quality being improved to this level, I think it's something that everyone should check out. Even if you're not a Nordic Christian folk fan like Kelly is, uh, Kelly and I, so 
Those are all jokes. That it's a really <laughs> good album. It's not Christian folk music. I was uh, wondering if someone was ever going to say anything. <laughs> Appreciate the clarification. <laughs> yes, um, Mayhem is is actually for for anyone who doesn't listen to metal, they're one of the most controversial metal bands that have probably ever existed. There's a string of deaths, suicide, murder, a uh, number of arsons that have been attributed to members of the band. Uh, they even broke the skull of someone in the front row of one of their own shows by hitting them with a severed sheep head. Nice. It's the wholesome family environment. <laughs> that's not what they do at Christian folk festivals. That's that's the way those things go. You'd really be surprised. Oh, I should go to more. <laughs> but this album was a really big turning point in their career because obviously their extracurricular activities oftentimes overshadowed their actual musical output. So they made a concerted effort on the album Grand Declaration of War to really put the music front and center. It is a much more complex and dense album to begin with. So hearing it in this significantly improved audio quality really adds to the whole ambiance of it, really lets you appreciate where they're going with it musically, if you can kind of ignore some of the more troubling aspects of their history. So, Mike, do you know the street term for breaking someone's skull with a severed lamb's head? What's that? Uh, wool capping. <laughs> so, and to, just just so you know. And I'm assuming this happened on the, the Lamb of God tour with Mayhem. But. <laughs> well, that's my recommendation. I kept everything clean. I didn't use any bad language. We're very yeah. proud of you, Mike. I hope everyone goes and checks out the album. The the cover, you can tell the difference between the original and remastered because the new cover has a picture, a portrait of Jesus on it. So he's holding a dove. Because that's what you do. Yeah, that's actually not a joke. That's what the cover of it is. Uh, yeah, nice. Is, is, is there is there more? <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's it. The original cover was a dove tangled in barbed wire. A photo of a dove tangled tangled in barbed wire. The new cover, though, is a sketch of Jesus holding a dove. Yeah. Much friendlier in our trying times. So our fingers are crossed that the internet gods have smiled upon us and that this recording will be of sufficient quality to edit and move out as a podcast. So we will uh, we'll find out shortly on that. <clears throat> you, you didn't ask about social media recommendations. Uh, uh, are you going really uh, to do this to me again? Hey, does it, does, does it, so I do not have a social media recommendation for this week. Mel, do you have one? It's not a, a social media recommendation per se. I'm going to recommend a single video <laughs> that I came across on YouTube today, which made me laugh and I needed it. So yes, I'm, I'm going to recommend this. It is a YouTube video on the try channel that's try channel and it came out on december 14th i'll link it on the blog post but it's irish people try america's strongest alcohol and um it made me laugh it was very funny it was i think three pairs of irish folk going through about four different american um alcohols and they they started out with a smirnoff vodka they're doing shots. And um, I think they did vodka, then they did some whiskey, and then I think they moved up to some rum, and they finally ended with a 95% grain alcohol. And um, some of those folks were taking two shots. <laughs> and it's not, it's, it was funny. I, I enjoyed it. I laughed. So I'm going to recommend this laugh 
to all of you as in lieu of a social media recommendation. So try it out. Well, it was fun. well, consistent with the show format, I think that's where we stop and there are no other social media <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> but hey, Kelly, I have a social media recommendation. Do you, oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I apologize. Don't know how that got by me. Mike, sure. Why don't you share? How would you be expected to know? I actually have a Twitter recommendation. Uh, it is a gentleman who goes by the name of Donald Trump. I don't know Never if you guys are familiar with his work. Uh, he is a performance artist who has been making great strides in the art community. It's very avant-garde stuff, very highbrow. But, you know, you've probably seen his work or at least the reverberations of it around, even on the news, perhaps. And uh, one of his one of his main platforms is Twitter, uh, where he takes on the persona of uh, a political figure. And through that he has it's almost like an evolving soap opera-esque storyline and uh it's really gotten interesting in the past couple of weeks there's been new characters introduced some old characters they got rid of it's a, it's almost like a game of thrones red wedding type thing but it's, it's a really <laughs> interesting stuff you guys should definitely check it out oh yeah huh mm-hmm. his latest installation is really having a i would say almost global impact that's one way of putting it. <laughs> uh, Mike but he apparently doesn't him. like me. So that's why he's doing this to me. <laughs> so, so Mel, will this be a new recommendation for you or are you already following? Um, so, no. <laughs> I am not following. However, there, there, you can also um, access this person's, this persona's, uh, tweets through some alternative means of um, official press releases that I will also link you in the blog post should you care not to actually give this person numbers by following them. I didn't say you should necessarily follow them, but you should definitely check out their feed. Yes, I, I will. I will give you also an alternate method. <laughs> I can't think of the account <laughs> off the top of yeah. my head, but there is an alternate method to see the, um, the, the fun, the fun without actually having to look at that avatar. So is this, and I think you actually made this recommendation uh, way back. Uh, is this the one that, that takes uh, this performance artist tweets mm-hmm. and puts uh kind of the official release from the president of the United States. So it's a very formal looking document. Yes. They, they actually print it up like it is an official white house press release as has been said that this person, this, this, this artist tweets are official statements. So they make them look more official. So I, I will give you the various means by which you can um, see what's going on while not actually, you know, stroking the ego of said persona should you care to partake of that thanks mike if anyone has really left their ego at the door and serves their art first and foremost i think it's mr trump (laughs) yeah it's 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 selfless in many ways it truly is truly is truly selfless i just love that we live in a dimension where the man who had the pizza sandwich at 7-Eleven. So if you guys don't remember, Donald Trump has had his own sandwich at the 7-Eleven gas station chain. This is prior to his presidency. (laughs) But he briefly had his own sandwich, which consisted of two slices of pizza as the bread, 
with meat in between them. <laughs> oh God! That you ate like that's real. You can Google that. I had one. <laughs> you can you can Google that. Please, everyone, Google that. That person runs this country. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Fun times, y'all. Fun times. The potential lives of your children are in the hands of someone who makes a sandwich with pizza. Yeah. God bless America. And thanks for everyone. listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net, or email us at nurtandsup at gmail.com. That's N-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-U-P-P at gmail.com. Or tweet us at Nurt and Sup on Twitter. You can also catch Nurture and Support on YouTube. Just search Nurture and Support or Kelly Tool. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net. Or email us at nurtandsup at gmail.com. That's N-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-U-P-P at gmail.com. Or tweet us at Nurt and Sup on Twitter. You can also catch Nurture and Support on YouTube. Just search Nurture and Support or Kelly Tool. Nurturing and supporting. Terminated.